Hey everyone, I'm Jimmy Owens and this is another episode of Behind the Unicorn. This is a podcast where we take a peek behind the minds of actual people, not mythological unicorns. These people have found success in life or in business and they have something that sets them apart or makes them more productive. Before we get too far, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, comment, and my very favorite, ring the bell. When you subscribe, it ensures that you receive our channel updates and it really helps our channel. We have a very special guest today. I don't know if you can see him, but I can. Took a lot to get him here. Connor Quinn, thanks for coming. Uh, Connor, tell us about yourself. My pleasure. Hey, uh, I do a voiceovers. Uh, I moved from Los Angeles to uh, the Oklahoma City area several years ago. And uh, now I do voiceovers here in my, my studio here in, here in town. Awesome. Uh, here in town is in Oklahoma. In right? Oklahoma City. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's how we met. Um, just in passing and you kind of caught my eye. <laughs> uh, so uh, everyone that comes on, on the show uh, is asked one question uh, for sure. And it is, what makes you a unicorn, Connor? I think what makes me a unicorn, most voiceovers do one voice. They're like a one take type of a person. Whereas I have uh, a multitude of voices. You know, I, I do a lot of age ranges, you know, from teenage all the way up to 90 or 100 years old and everything in between. So I think my go-to and, and really what my recipe for success has just been variety. I need to uh, thank our sponsor, Ally Medical Marketing, for making this episode uh, possible. We're helping hospitals, clinics, and doctors train their staff and turn patient education into marketing. It's time to start letting your patients meet their physician before they meet their physician with Ally Medical Marketing. You do our sponsorship voiceovers for our sponsors right now. Um, could you give us a, sponsor, a sponsorship um, read and kind of show us the variety of your deliveries? Uh, maybe we could stick with something like Ally Medical Marketing allows patients to meet their physician before they meet their physician. Sure, absolutely. Allied Medical Marketing allows patients to meet their physician before they meet their physician. Awesome. Allied Medical Marketing allows patients to meet their physician before they meet their physician. Nice. Allied Medical Marketing allows patients to meet their physician before they meet their physician. Hit me with something like totally, uh, really deep. You can do really deep too, right? <clears throat> right. You kind of do it down south. Allied Medical Marketing allows patients to meet their physician before they meet their physician. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's a that's a great capability. Um, and you know, us and our clients enjoy and love all of the work that you've ever provided uh, for us, and look forward to you know keep working together. Um, how'd you get started? I got started in Hollywood actually when I was about six years old. I did. Uh, hundreds of commercials in the 70s as a child actor for every type of serial known to man and uh, Star Wars toys. And I was on Little House in the Prairie and did Sesame Street and a lot of on-camera stuff. And then, uh, you know, as I got a little bit older, you start to look a little aged. And so my agent came to me and said, uh, you're not going to be young forever. And you like to talk a lot. So I think you need to start doing voiceover. And she was smart moved into that. So, you know, it allowed me to keep working and enjoying uh, the profession of, of Hollywood. 
Awesome. Um, you know, that kind of goes into my next question I have uh, here that I wrote down uh, whenever you came in today. I had to write down some questions. And um, when you put on clothes, do they disappear or are you wearing any? <laughs> that is the ultimate mystery. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, so... So who do you actually work for? That's that's another question. You kind of went through through some mm-hmm. places or you know actual clients that you work for, um, but do you only work for big agencies? Do you only work for big brands, or do you only sign big contracts? You know, do you get paid royalties only? How gotcha. how's, it, how's it work? Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. I love the the big guys, you know, doing the CNN or Sesame Street or NBC or whatever. Those are great. But actually, most of my clients are medium and small market uh, individuals. So my voice is able to help everybody tell their story through video. Video is so important nowadays, as you know, uh, for social media. And, you know, there's just a million different channels and avenues that we can explore ourselves and uh, help tell our story, whether it be for someone's branding for their plumbing shop or uh, their marketing agency, whatever it is. We're all kind of in this together. And so that's where I kind of come in to kind of accent the the video and just uh, help tell their story. Awesome. Well, let's talk about a couple of ways that, um, you know, voiceover helps a, a company or a brand. Let's talk about how it helps. And then let's talk about how it could hurt. Can you kind of speak to those two points? Good question. Yeah, absolutely. We know that it, it definitely does help in a great deal. It can bring out a lot of elements from a video that you may not be able to get on screen or uh, maybe whoever owns the, the business is not so great in, in public speaking or they don't like the sound of their voice. So sometimes to have a paid spokesperson of voiceover, read it sounds great. The negatives are kind of, uh, I guess, why you wouldn't want to use a voiceover is in the aspect if you're doing it yourself or you're paying someone not a lot of money and they don't do a very good job. I mean, you kind of get what you pay for. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, use uh, AI voices is very popular right now. And some are kind of hit or miss. Um, but to find someone who can truly read your, you know, for your video, your copy, uh, I think that takes a the right combination. And usually they work with someone like you, uh, who cast the right person, uh, for their video. So you don't, you don't usually help write the scripts. You read the scripts and you deliver, or you can give like a variety of different ways. Exactly. You give the reads and they pick out what kind of style that they want. Like you just did earlier for our sponsor. That's true. Yeah. And you know, you know, I might read it eight different ways just to give them an idea of, do you want to go left, right, center, uh, and let them pick and choose, and then we once we narrow it down, we get in the ballpark of what they're wanting. That's kind of what we shoot for. Okay, awesome. Um, do you like hearing yourself talk? <laughs> you know, it, it's been an evolved story. In the beginning, no, I didn't like it, but uh, I was a nerd. My probably one of the first toys that I had as a child. My mom uh, to occupy me uh, handed me a tape recorder. You know. Small tip, small tape recorders were, cassette tape recorders were just popular when I was a child. And so she had gotten one and didn't want to use it, gave it to me, you know, I'm six or seven. And I carried that around with me everywhere. So I started practicing and I kept talking until I liked the way that I sounded. So, but yeah, most people don't like the way they, you know, you know, I definitely don't like the way I sing. 
<laughs> Could you sing our sponsorship? Uh, no, no, not for all the money in the world. <laughs> um, so, I mean, even though, like, you know, we deal with video, I mean, video production and people being on camera and those things. Um, what would you tell someone that like, um, for example, myself, I'm not a big fan of being on camera or hearing my voice, but sometimes there's no one else to do it. Right. So do you have any pointers to help those people that, you know, not, not a big fan of seeing themselves on camera or, um, hearing their voice after, you know, here's proof of one, um, you have any pointers to kind of help anyone move past Absolutely. That? You know, the best thing more than any other thing is to be yourself. Don't be like somebody else. There's only one person like you in the whole entirety of the world. So embrace that, you know, however different you might be. Embrace that because the, what sets you apart from other people is what's going to help you with your brand or uh, your marketing and your eventually your story. So that's what you want to embrace. And I guess just the confidence of knowing that I am my own person, you know, I'm unique and nobody else can, can do this except for me, you know? Uh, so that kind of, I think would embolden someone to be able to get in front of a camera and just be natural. Don't try to be some guy on the news or, you know, the latest TikTok rage or whatever. Just, just be yourself. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's good. Is there any pointers to like um, maybe practicing in front of a mirror or anything like that? You ever, I don't mean, I'm just kind of pulling some things out of my hat here. More um, your hat. Um, anything like that? I mean, I know that like sometimes it helps to see yourself in like, you know, practicing lines or maybe has that ever helped you like by practicing lines to think of all the different ways to deliver a line? Or do you, I mean, by now, Sounds like you might just be able to see it and read it or and or hit a style. But right. starting out. But starting out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I think what helped me as a child was I was I spent a majority of my childhood and early teens on camera. So I got very used to seeing myself in front of a camera. Uh, and on film for many, many years mm-hmm. and got comfortable with that. Even yeah. when I didn't really have a choice, it was kind of like chosen for me. And so as I got older, I just kind of embraced that and just moved forward. For the average person, I think uh, it does help, you know, you know, talk to yourself in the mirror, uh, talk to yourself. Of course, we have a camera we carry around with us all the time, you know, with the uh, with the phone. So you can constantly practice. Uh, and, you know, that helps you with uh, just generally uh, being able to speak in front of a group of people, whether it be one or two. And I think what helps me more than anything is it's the same whether I'm reading a voiceover or if I've got to speak in front of a group of 250 people. When I'm right. doing that, I will find one person in the audience and I talk to that person. Now, I might shift my eyes around to other people so it doesn't look strange. Sure. But I'm talking to that one person. And I just keep that him or her in my mind. And that's who I'm telling the story to or that's who I'm relating to. Just like I am doing you right now. I'm, you know, yeah. Even though you really can't see me. You know, I'm here. I'm here in spirit. Well, that's the thing. I keep picturing you with no clothes on. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That, that's supposed to be if that's you're so on stage weird. giving a speech. It's so awkward. <laughs> awkward. Awkward yeah. for you. It's awkward for me. So stop staring. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think that, you know, in this day and age, it's very important uh, where our culture is being just immersed in video. So Google is saying that you probably don't have a chance of getting your website to the top of their list unless you have a video. A uh, video is critical. 
And what separates your video from other people would be a uh, high concentration of uh, just good, you know, good writing, of course, and it could be good voiceover. That might make the difference between you and, and the next guy, your competition. Mm -hmm. So I think that, uh, you know, give someone a chance to uh, write for you, uh, go to someone like Jimmy to produce a video for you. And let them let them make the choice uh, of, of casting for you or whether your video needs it or something like that. But they should, really should uh, find a professional instead of trying to do stuff on themselves. You have so much things to do in your own business. So sure. doing your own marketing and stuff, you know, I think it's a, like a lawyer having himself as a client. Yeah. You know, um, a couple of things there is, uh, you know, Fiverr. We should talk about that. That's a pretty hot topic. <laughs> I mean, it has been for years. Um, I'll kind of speak my mind real quick about it. Um, I'm always just kind of blown away how everyone spends more than $5 at Fiverr, you know, right. nothing at Fiverr costs $5, uh, <laughs> but that's the name. Um, and right. everyone, it just goes, I can get it for cheap. Um, I don't know. At the end of the day, you get what you pay for. Um, one reason I love interacting with you and all the artists that you've, you've put me in contact with and, you know, on your roster is, um, you guys work with us, you know, it's like we didn't, we, we get a, we get a, a recording of reads of different deliveries and or deliveries that we say, Hey, can you match this style? And we get a bunch of reads that we get to listen to. And then even like if a, a word was needed to change or, Oh, you know, we made something plural supposed to be singular or, you know, who knows they changed, changed the promotion. Um, you guys work with us really well on that. And that's something that you don't get on Fiverr. So, um, right. I don't know. I mean, turn time and you're always available is great. And I always like, uh, more of a phone call person. Uh, and I do usually like to see people in person, yeah. but, um, <laughs> it's right. I mean, that, that's absolutely true. Yeah. You know, the human interaction, you, nothing can change that. Nothing can take away from that. That's what's so, uh, stagnating about this AI taking over, you know, getting videos produced for you that are AI generated or voiceover that's mm -hmm. AI. I mean, that's fine, and that's it's stale. Uh, AI might be good for to answer your phone, press one, press two, uh, you know, to talk to Carol, press three. But anything that you know, why would you entrust your brand, your your story, to just something automated? Well, and that's you know? another thing, you know, on Fiverr because I mean they're actual human voices, right? Because um, we've used them in the past. Don't get me wrong. But I've learned things that I don't like about it. Like, I know that I may never be able to get that same voice again. Right. Well, that's you know, and sure. that's the thing, you know, you get what you pay for. So, you know, there's always going to be in society, there's always going to be people that are very happy driving a Chevy and uh, a Ford. And there's going to be other people that uh, want to go to a cheaper car, a Hyundai or whatever, you know, I'm, you know at a loss for words or whatever would be a dollar rate type of a car. Or you'll have the people that have the extravagant tastes that want the, uh, the Audi or the Rolls Royce or the Mercedes Benz. So no matter where we are in society, there's always going to be those levels of choices. And that's what's great about our marketplace. So if you don't have a budget and you really don't care, then yeah, maybe Fiverr is what you need to go for. Right. And, and again, don't get me wrong as well. There are very talented people on there. Mm -hmm. I think Fiverr for them is a great place to learn their craft sure. and you know, get used to dealing with uh, customers and clients and, and, uh, but it shouldn't be just your level. You shouldn't just be happy at $20 a sale, you know, right. You should be yeah. able to 
you know, if you know, get larger stuff. You know, try to get stuff that is medium and large market, maybe network. I will say, um, I mean, you guys are super responsive and very, um, you know, everything's on time, never late. So, um, res- yeah, responsive and everything. Um, it has always blown my blown my wa- mind. It has always blown my mind how responsive they are, though, on Fiverr. Um, but enough of that. No, I think that, yeah, <laughs> desperation, you know, yeah. it definitely, absolutely. I mean, a lot of them, that might be their only income. So, yeah, you know, exactly. that's good. That That's what the, they need to learn because a lot of my clients need my voice over yesterday. They yeah. don't have time for me to, you know, uh, sit around and do a lot of edits on it. They need it yeah. as soon as possible. So speaking of only income, is this your only job? It's my only job. Yeah, full time. Uh, you know, I've been a voice. This is my 35th year as a voiceover. And uh, before that, of course, I did, you know, child acting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is my only job. And uh, the only thing that I want to do, I, I climb into my booth, my little dark space, mm-hmm. and I talk to myself all day long. So when I wake up in the morning, I have no idea whether I'm going to be the voice of a fox or whether I'm going to do a documentary on George Washington or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe you know, tell you to press one, press two, or press three on a phone, you know. Okay, or a commercial read for us. <laughs> or a commercial read for you guys. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, anything else? No, I think, you know, I, I just think that uh, it's probably an avenue that a lot of people haven't thought about. Right. So when you're putting together your branding, definitely keep that in mind, that in addition to everything that you're packaging with, think about how your, your voice sounds or how your brand sounds, your story sounds, mm-hmm. and it may need a voiceover. Maybe you want a, vo- a, a voiceover just to kind of spice it up, yeah. change it, you know, separate yourself from the competition. Sure. Well, and you know, there's something else that, I mean, I like about animated characters and um, just some stuff like that. Uh, so voiceover and even animated characters, I mean, they can get a ray, they can get a way of, yes. um, you know, race, gender, like you can kind of neutralize a commercial or, you know, a training video or whatever it is. Like you can, it doesn't get away. It didn't get rid of all of it, but that is what I do like about voiceover and animated graphics is that they can neutralize those topics. They can, and they can and, do the impossible. You mm-hmm. know, it's like just my depends early on the target career, market. Right. My early career was doing uh, cartoon voices for Disney. Uh, you know, I did in the eighties, I did radio shack commercials as the Jetsons, like Elroy Jetson. Let's hear him. Gosh, gee, pop. Huh? I wonder if Marmaduke, I wonder if Elroy, uh, uh, I wonder if we're going to be able to get the batteries for this. Were you going to say Marmaduke? I was going to say Marmaduke. And <laughs> <laughs> that's Astro. I wonder if Astro, I can't even remember the name of my dog. Yeah. Or, you know, he had Droopy the dog. Oh gosh. Hello folks. Oh, I'm just so excited. I'm terribly excited to be here today. That's hilarious. I don't know if you're a dog or a human. I can't even tell right now. So, <laughs> well, that um, is the mystery. You know, in fact, uh, in Hollywood, when I was growing up, uh, the industry would refer to us voiceovers as what were called the hidden persuaders. We should be seen, not heard, like children. You know, it's like uh, you should just hear us. Uh, and I wasn't doing my job if somebody said, hey, was that you on the Coca-Cola commercial that I heard last night? <laughs> sure, because it sounded like you, right? I wasn't doing my job, yeah, because yeah. the the message, the product should be first. Right. And I should disappear into the background with a story. And yeah. uh, so the emphasis shouldn't be on my voice or whatever, you know, um, 
you know, like the line, you know, I, I did Visa for many, many years. So uh, the guy before me perfected the way they wanted it said. So as a... Uh, there's a little place just outside Tupelo, Mississippi, that serves up the best baby back ribs. But if you go to Ray's, be sure to bring your Visa card, because he doesn't take American Express. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. So, you know, there's a million ways to say, Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. But that's just the way he did it. There's just a, infinite ways of saying that line, but that was the way that stuck, and it was musical, yeah. you know? Thanks. All right, we got some questions that just came in. Oh yes, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, how long have you been a disembodied voice, and what is it like, Connor? I've been the disembodied voice since the beginning of time, and it's been very lonely. No, I mean I don't know. I, I'm more comfortable behind the microphone and not being seen than I would be. Uh, you know, I, I was great giving advice for people who want to be in front of the camera, but I'm relieved to not be on camera. I do my best work off the camera um, as opposed to being seen. In fact, if people, that's the reason, you know, you don't see me is because uh, if people were to see me, they probably wouldn't cast me for uh, as many roles as I get. Uh, I do all age ranges, and uh, if they saw me, they'd go, well, he's probably not the type of person that would play a, a lead, a male lead, or whatever. So it helps me get more roles because uh, people's imagination is very powerful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for example, your floating glasses. <laughs> that was a trick that was taught to me by David Comperfield many, many years ago. Awesome. How old does that make you? 97. <laughs> Um, do you have any advice that someone gave you, um, you know, when it comes to voice acting, like any, any advice that someone gave you, uh, that stuck with you over the years? Yeah. The, the, you know, the main thing is, I think, I guess the, uh, idea of being in voiceover was of a, kind of a celebrity, but you're not seen. You're a hidden persuader as we we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, they were telling me again, don't get in front of the message that, whatever product you're selling is more important than your voice. Uh, it should be all about the acting. It's not called uh, just voiceover, it's voice acting. Yeah. You are acting. So you shouldn't be uh, trying to uh, create something that isn't there. You have to speak from a reality of, uh, even if you don't like the toothpaste, you have to make it sound as if <laughs> this is a great toothpaste that uh, you want other people to try. And you know, I got in trouble many years ago. Uh, his name was Dawes Butler. He was uh, uh, he did a lot of voices for Hanna Barbera. He did Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound and Elroy Jetson and, and just a lot of stuff. And he, I would call them, you know, voices. Yeah, I want to learn to do this voice. I want to uh -huh. do this voice or that voice. And he was like, they're not voices. They're characters. So Yogi Bear every day. I, I know what Yogi Bear has for breakfast. So that's you know he filled in the backstory in his mind. All of that goes into when he would do the character. That's why his characters were so lovable is because he believed in them. He breathed life into those characters and, and made them real. That's why we still we still have a lot of those characters around. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's interesting because, I mean, anything we do in life, uh, which I'm finally starting to realize that a lot of it boils down to mindset, right? Right. Or words we use to describe yes. different things. And so you saying it's not voiceover, it's voice acting is a whole different world. 
It right? is. It's voice acting. That's why, you know, it comes across this way. That's why it needs to be, can you deliver it that way? It's not just reading a script, right? Exactly. It's not. Uh, and yeah. you can get anybody off the street to, quote, read a script. And it sounds just like that. It sounds like they're reading a script. Yeah. But what they you feel might silly, want, right? They feel silly when they read it because they're not used to yeah, acting. Yes, so they're, they're having to perform, mm-hmm. and they're not used to that. They're just uh, the way you and I are talking right now. You're not on a script. I'm not on a script. We're just talking, right? And it's come on. You know, it's natural. So commercials or videos, they should be the same way. They shouldn't be stilted and and read like you know a horrible politician reading off a teleprompter and stuttering and stammering and yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the hardest part of my day today is looking at you. Like, it's the hardest thing to do. <laughs> well, you know what? That makes two of us. <laughs> um, what keeps you going and why do you wake up in the morning? Good question. You know, uh, I eat, live, drink, and breathe voiceover. And I have since I was a young kid. It's just... Uh, I want to say voice acting now. Voice acting. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say voiceover anymore. You need a voice acting? Yep, you absolutely. You need a voice actor. You need a, a voice, voice actor. actor. Yeah. Um, I actually want to pay more now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, that's the key. That's the whole thing is, you know, uh, you know, just like uh, in acting, you know, you can win, you know, conceivably you could get like an Academy Award for for voiceover, but not so much. It's more like Emmys or Tellys mm-hmm. or Addies or you know, all of that is great and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's just like you want someone to be natural mm-hmm. and to communicate with whoever your intended audience is. You don't want them to be distracted and say, oh, you know, that guy sounds like a, uh, you know, an, uh, an announcer or whatever, unless you're wanting right. that. You yeah. actually just want them to think about the message, yeah. not the sound. Well, and we touched on this already, and a variety of voices that you that you can hit, a variety of voices and, you know, deliveries that you can hit and characters. Um, but some voice over artist can only do one voice. That's right. And they do it really well, but that's all they can do. Right. And um, I don't know. I mean, that's another reason I love working with you is because you can give me two different styles of voices and one read, and it sounds like two people. You know, that came, that, that came to me for, as a survivor instinct. When I was young, doing first starting doing voiceover, there was a very... Uh, famous voiceover at the time that was very popular in the 80s and he made a lot of money just doing voiceover and we were talking before a commercial one what's day what's a lot of money in that day you have to remember this was in the 80s and even today it's a lot of money he, he was probably pulling three to five million dollars okay yeah that's just doing voiceover not <laughs> okay sorry. you know he wasn't doing et or you know just doing voiceover et <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah you know he wasn't doing on-camera stuff he was yeah, just I the you. voice guy i was just thinking of et's voice oh like, ET, eh. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so uh you know i said i was asking him some questions <laughs> hello <laughs> et phone home uh you know, I said, what do you worry about? And he said, my, my biggest fear is I'll wake up one day and my voice will no longer be in demand. You know, and that scared me. That really struck yeah. me. It put the fear of God in me. I thought, I never want that to happen. So, you know, I immediately started studying. I was I loved voices anyway. So I started studying all types of voiceovers. And, you know, uh, a lot of times when I'd go to an audition, I'd say, uh, I'd ask them, you know, who's coming into audition today for you? And they would tell me, mm-hmm. oh, this is what... Uh, Mason Adams would sound like reading it. This is what I'm Casey Kasem. You know, I would do whatever guys they were going to have coming in. I would try to do them. If anything else, it would 
in in part to the producer, this kid can do a lot of voices. Yeah, and I remember that's what I was going to talk to you about earlier. That's one thing that I said um, is that your unicorn cape, another unicorn capability of yours, is not just all the stuff that you can do, but how you study voice actors. Right. You study voice actors a lot. Like you you mimic them, um, and you know. Right. You know, their delivery and where they pause and how they say a word more than probably anyone, you know, anyone. Exactly. Like that, guarantee, like probably you and your truck right now, you probably have, you know, who do you listen to? Who's your musical artist? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just going to say Dave Matthews band. Okay. Dave, great band in my car. It's nothing but voiceover demos. I mean, I'm the most, that's all you boring, listen to. That's all I listen to. I don't listen to songs. What do you watch? Well, you know, you, what do you think, watch? Do you watch, TV? are you watching, you know? Yeah, no, I watch everything. Uh, I only watch the commercials. I fast forward through the programming so I can get to the commercials because yeah. I, that I way I can that. tell yeah. what is hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really weird watching TV at your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. You thought you'd watch the Super Bowl? No, I just wanted to see the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's a service out there that you could start and there's like only commercials. Yeah. There's like five of us for the, uh, for the entire, but would the service world. be free or would they charge you for it? Right. Yeah. Um, Oh you, They already do. That service is called YouTube. Yeah. You know. You're right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we'll get back to your programming, but first more commercials. What keeps you up at night? Oh, very good. Um, well, what bothers you, know, you? What really bothers me is the weekend because usually I'm off. I'm not working. So I can't wait for Monday to come because I'm so excited to get back to work. You're a workaholic. I'm a workaholic. I love working. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the reason that I've been successful as a voiceover is because I've put this first and foremost in my life um, ahead of a lot of other goals and aspirations yep. in my life. And and uh, so I've kind of ensured that, you know, I would try to, be, you know, try to achieve some level of happiness and success with it. And uh, I'm happy with what, what I've done. You know, uh, when I was a child, that was chosen for me. You know, my uh, parents kind of put me through that, that early thing, but it set me up to become who I am today. And now I get to decide what I will do and what I won't do. And, but I just can't wait for Monday to come uh, as it rolls around because I never know what's going to be in my inbox. You know, the, the happiest I get is when I open up my inbox and there's a whole bunch of scripts for me to read. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think this is maybe a unique fact that maybe a lot of people may or may not realize, and I may have this all wrong, but I'm anticipating an answer. Um, that it's one that I know. Um, so, you know, you record all these voices and you do all this voiceover acting. How often do you get to hear the final product? Oh, that's a good question. You know, every now and then it happens. Uh, you know, you and I were talking uh, before our, our uh, our interview here. I had recently done a, a, a huge project for Sesame Street. And in our business, uh, there's what they call a, a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA. Mm-hmm. So a lot of companies, you know, whether they're, uh, you know, I do a lot of uh, video games and a lot of uh, cartoons and movies and just normal stuff. A lot of the companies will have you sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement, so that sure. you can't discuss uh, what you're talking about, because they might wanting to be rushing this to market, and they don't want uh, the competition to know what it's called or what it's like. Sure. So while I was doing this special project for Sesame Street a long time ago, I wasn't able to talk about it. 
And so I was very excited to finally share on my social media when it came out. So that was one of the few times that I actually saw and, and heard what they did with my voice. And it, I was just amazed. They yeah. they make me sound good. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, I know what I sound like. But when I see them do their little sweetening of the audio, and then they just add that to their their beautiful animation, it was like uh, incredible. Yeah, that's cool. Again, I didn't see it. It just incredible. brought to life, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you wanted to buy it. I did. Yeah, in fact, I bought three. <laughs> That's a question that we ask our, ourselves around here is, you know, we made all these changes. We did this to this. Would you buy it? Would you buy right. it? You know, Would that, you buy what you're about to send out for proof? Exactly. And the answer is no, then we need to just keep working on it. When I'm reading a script for the first time, I look it over. Who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to buy this or who's going to use this service or whatever we do? You know, who is this person? Yep. So I need to figure out who am I talking to? Why am I talking to them? And what am I talking to them about? Are we in a coffee shop and we're just uh, talking over a latte? Yeah. Are we in a bar and, you know, I'm having to speak loud? Yeah. Uh, is this a person I know? You know, there's so many, many million things that go into it. That's, again, that's why it's important to hire a voice actor mm-hmm. to pick apart the script and uh, get the true read and the, and, and the real and, and bring it to life. Um, do you ever, are you ever like in the, you know, paired up booths or anything like that doing reads with anybody or is it usually um you know you read and they put it all together you know so you have that context of like going back and forth well in the old days for disney you know a lot of the disney animation that i would did we we did what was called a horseshoe we would all sit in a Mm -hmm. large soundstage in a horseshoe pattern and we each had a you know uh uh musical stand a music stand with our script yeah. and our microphone and we all took turns reading just like you used to in in yeah. school it's kind of like that cliche behind the scenes right. you'd see on a biography Ex- or exactly yeah. but you know even before covid it got to where a lot of us were working out of our homes and working solitary so uh you know f- for example i've worked for you know along with uh, many many other voice actors and i've never met them uh, yeah. But they they might play my wife or my daughter or my son or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, I've never even seen these people. I have no idea. They have no idea what I look like, and you know, yeah, that's kind of the beauty of voiceover. Yeah. You know, Walt Disney. That's the way he used to hire for his cartoons. Is he would have the uh, actors come into another room where he wouldn't see them, and yeah. they, they would just sign them numbers, and they would say uh, number one, and then they would read what the way they would do the character, and number two, yeah. and he would just write down the numbers he liked. And he never knew their names and didn't know who they were. Keep it simple. Yeah, and that, you know, the, it was, you know, Disney seems to have done pretty well over the years. Yeah, oh, uh, a little bit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I need to. Uh, next time, I'm going to keep practicing sounding like you. So, <laughs> and then you can start trying to yeah. look, try to get this yeah. image of. Uh, I'm trying being self-aware. Yeah, I sure will. Um, anything else? Uh, just keep on keeping on. That's that's what it awesome. is. You know, I like your energy. I love the show, and Thanks. I think that you by by you. I mean, that's what's great about learning about other people is taking time out to find out what has made them a success, and sure. that usually will help you define your success. If you can get a little bit of light from someone else's path, that helps light up your path so that you can go a little farther as well, and in turn, you can light a path for someone coming up. Awesome. How do you want people to get in contact with you? Uh, my website is the best way. It's, okay. it's uh, kind of a strange one. It's voxguy.com. That's V-O-X. V as in Victor. V as in Victor. O-X-G-U-Y.com. 
voxguy.com. Awesome. Um, be sure to tell Connor where, uh, where you found him. Um, absolutely. Well, if there's not anything, uh, left, uh, we need to tell uh, these, these, these people to, uh, hit, hit the like button, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Um, we'll see you guys next time. My very favorite part of the show, uh, David Letterman, little. Yes. There it is. Yes, sir. Oh man, I need a band. I'd give it to you, but I don't. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not I'm not very dexterous today. Oh, nice. Yeah, I see. I saw what you did there. <laughs>